1: Welcome back, everybody, to another Friday Breakdown edition of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. I'm sitting here with the Ginger Bow Hunter in studio. How are you doing over there, Jacob? Oh, uh, I guess the Ginger rifles, you know, Slayer now. Yeah, or Ginger sling- Gunslinger, Gunslinger right? Arkansas Buck uh, in the dirt so far for you with the rifle. So yeah, along with uh, a couple others with a muzzleloader. Yeah, killed nothing with a bow. No, nothing with a bow this year. That's what's <laughs> funny. Uh, Tom,
0: even Thomas brought up, like especially after like this week's episode. Episode Thomas brought up. He's like, man. He's like, they need to just rebrain you as like the ginger gunslinger I or know. something. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this has been a little while with, the, with the old archery equipment, but uh, no, dude, it's been uh, interesting because again, sp- since being back from Arkansas, because again, that was just like a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had an awesome uh, opening weekend hunt here in Alabama, both of us. We mm-hmm. kind of learned a lot and uh, I had one of the most intense white tail hunts I've had in a long time. A long yeah, time, which we're going to talk about today.
1: So, so I, uh, I, there's a in the field episode that has been published from opening weekend or right before opening weekend. It went out the week of Thanksgiving, uh, so y'all can go back and listen to that if you're an Apple subscriber. It's on your feed. Uh, if if you listen on Apple Podcasts, it's on that feed, but you won't be able to listen to it unless you are a subscriber. It's a dollar ninety nine a month. Uh, if you don't listen on Apple um, or you're not an Apple subscriber, it is on Patreon as well. so you can go get it on over on Patreon. But we went out and uh, you know checked our zeros on the rifles before we uh, hit the field. So that in the field episode, you're just kind of listening to us. We're, we're checking rifles. We're talking about uh, how to get the most out of your rifle, essentially, how to get the most out of your shot sequence and, and practice without burning a lot of ammo. Uh, To my stepfather, Mike, who I brought on his first whitetail hunt this weekend, and he had an excellent first whitetail hunt, by the way, which we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, And then we go back to the camp house and look at the map on the wall where people are pinning out, and we kind of talk a little bit of strategy. So pretty fun in in the field episode. I got it. I got it scheduled this morning to, to drop. How'd it turn out? It turned out pretty good. It's fun listening to the gunshots on there. <laughs> Is it pretty pretty, pretty loud? Yeah, I, I had to cut one of them down pretty far. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. loud. The first one was like, holy smokes, it yeah, loud. Yeah, after
0: that, I started turning the recorder like the opposite direction of the gun. Yeah. So, so I'm like, let's not just blow out the freaking uh, mic on this
1: thing. Yeah, blow out the speakers in everybody's cars. So anyways, that's up. Um, we uh, we went out, checked zeros. Everything was great. And then, uh, let's see. How do we want to start this? Uh, Do you want to start uh, Saturday Let's talk about the game plan. So the game plan going
0: into opening weekend of Alabama. Yep. Again, just got back from Arkansas. um, Like, within two or three days, it's then opening day. Um, Originally, you were telling
1: me, I mean, you've been pretty dead set where you were going to go for a while now. I was trying to get you to come in there, but Jacob didn't want none of that hike. I don't blame him, though. I don't blame him. It was was, uh, was a little bit rough at first, but actually, once you – I think it was just because I only slept three hours that night, and I had to walk that off. What time did you leave here? I left here at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, so So uh, Friday night. Friday night, one of my best friends, God bless him, he wanted to go have his like bachelor. They're not doing wedding parties, but he wanted to go out to eat. You know, get getting ready for his wedding. So, me and another buddy, we all went out to nice steakhouse here in Birmingham. Got some steaks. Had us some bourbon, some cigars. Went clubbing? Not, no, definitely didn't go clubbing. <laughs> yeah, no, no one called and no, you guys. No. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, yeah, went and smoked some cigars, had some bourbon, and I got home at about 12.30. And I was like, man, tomorrow's going to suck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was pretty dead set on that that area, which we can get into a I little mean, bit. I mean, yeah,
0: at 4 o'clock. I mean, if you waken waking up at 4, man, we were pu- we were pulled
1: up at the spot at 4. Where... No, I didn't wake up at 4. I woke up at 3. Oh. So I took a nice I nap. See, I,
0: okay, okay. Yeah.
1: I, t- I took a nice nap and then got up and, and drove over there. All right, well, we were the same thing. So but yeah. I, I, I hung out and actually didn't walk in. So a little backstory on this. Um, before I get rambling on it is this is, this is an area that Jacob and I are going to do a hunt later this fall. Uh, we're, we're taking like a, a whole week and we're going to go in there and and hunt this place really hard. We're taking the camper. We're taking Taking everything. We're taking, you know,
0: um, we need, we need need a name for the camper. We need like the,
1: the, uh, the rut shack. (laughs) uh, I don't know.
0: We need, need a name for it. Get some stencils, you know, like, Oh yeah, put, put some decals get, on Get
1: it. some uh, signage on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, so we're going to do this big hunt. I want to go in there and kind of look around before we actually go on the hunt. So we're not just going in blind. So I wanted to go to this area and, and put some cameras out and just look around and get familiar with the lay of the land. And uh, I got to looking at the map. I've been kind of, this year I've actually been trying to do what you do a lot. And that is not over scout on the maps. Uh, because, you know, you can kind of overthink stuff and talk yourself out of some really good spots. So I tend to not look at an area on the map until right before I'm going to go in there. Like, I already know I'm going to go to this general area, but then I don't really buckle down until, like, a day or two before just to, like, find some high points of what I want to actually hit. And the, the night before, I was looking at Google Earth, and I, I was going back through the years, and I could see where in, like, seven or eight years ago, a bunch of trees in there died. And opened up the canopy. I was like, oh, okay. So there's probably going to be a thick understory. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to go crash in there before daylight. So I waited till daylight to walk in, which which ended up being the right choice. But yeah, so I got there pretty early, but I didn't, I really? didn't. You kind of jumped ahead on
0: what we were asking like yeah, the I game know. plan going to the weekend. You oh, know? Well, I know.
1: Cause you, you were asking about when I was
0: waking up or whatever. So, well, Andrew, again, was dead set on um, where you were going to go. You were very dead set on, uh, you know, this area. Like, man, you got to come with me. I'm like, well, the day before, we had done a podcast. No, yeah, we did, no, we did some we did some podcasts. Did, did some uh, some some reads for the podcast, and I was like, I had a few hours. I want to go drive up to this piece of public and go scout um uh a, a power line. Just to see, you know, what it looks like, and um, got to the area, drove in there. It was a lot farther than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> um, and anyway, scouted, jumped some deer right off the power line right when I got there. They were on the edge of it. And hike down with Pepper down the power line because I was trying to look at see how it was. Mm-hmm. It, it's rough. It is literally the the roughest power line I've ever tried to go down. Really? Oh, like right now, just thinking about it makes me want want to gag and throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it was, dude, it's terrible. I, I said this. I'm like, dude, if we sh- if I shot a deer here, especially if, if I shot a buck here, he's gonna have to have a certain kind of qualifications to yeah, get shot. Uh-huh. Number one. Uh-huh. Number two, he's not coming out whole. Mm, yeah. Unless we're going downhill a long ways.
1: Yep. So Makes sense.
0: anyway, Scott, that felt pretty good about, but again, I was like, man, do I want to sit here or do I want to go sit, um, over this bucks or next to this, buck or in the general area of this specific buck bed I'd found uh, a few, about a month pri- previously or maybe a month and a half now. And, um, uh, I've been talking to my sister's boyfriend. He's a great guy. Uh, he recently just got into deer hunting a couple of years ago and, um, uh hasn't killed his first deer yet and he was supposed to go hunt with a couple buddies um opening morning and uh he texted me he's like hey you know the guys aren't going to go out um or you know they they don't have a spot for me whatever so i told him like previously i was like dude if you want to come hunt with me opening weekend we can go because a lot of public land opening weekend in alabama opening firearm hunt the season uh is either sex hunt so you shoot a, a buck or a doe And I'm like, dude, if you go out, I'm like, I'm sure we can get a doe, man. Like, come on. Like, you know, we can probably make something happen. Well, he texts me. It was pretty late. And he's like, hey, I don't have a place to go in the morning. You know, would you mind taking me? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I totally like scratched the first area I was going to go to. I'm like, we're going to go to a completely different piece of public land, a place I have, you know, more experience. I'm like, I'm sure we can get a doe. And the funny thing is, I've never gone out to that piece of public land Mm -hmm. with the mindset on a rifle hunt to shoot a doe
1: never oh i have every every single time
0: yeah i haven't like in the past i'm like i'm not shooting one of the rifle. But anyways because i feel confident like going out there i don't know with a rifle trying <laughs> to shoot a buck in the rut and um uh, anyway i was like i was going i'm like okay we're gonna go there and i'm thinking i'm like crap where the hell can we go to find a doe because <laughs> literally every time i hunt out there i'm like thinking buck 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 and like when i see does i'm like it's kind of like a secondary thing. Like I kind of jot it down a little mm-hmm. bit in my mind. But I'm like, I don't really think like, where's a doe spot. Well, I was looking at the map, I'm like, where the heck are we going to go? So I just decided we're going to go to a spot that, uh, we've hunted before. It's uh, get another power line and, uh, just to, you know, get an opportunity. Like maybe we'll see one cross like a certain power line. I've, I've hunted a few times and seen, you know, a decent amount of deer cross. We got in there. I told him he needs to meet me at a gas station at four or no, uh, 3.30 3.30 or 4 o'clock Met up Went down to the spot And uh, Just again Had the mindset I'm like we're just Trying to get a legal deer Like legal buck Or doe That's what we're shooting mm-hmm. And uh, Anyways I'll kind of go into the hunt A little bit Of course opening morning There's so many guys hunting Like there's a ton of guys and I told my Hey we gotta get here early Like gray lights Right around like 5.55 Almost 6 o'clock So like we need to be Like in our spot Way before that, which we were, we were there an hour early. Mm-hmm. Um, hiked in, got into the spot, and again, he's like super new. I mean, he's hunting, he's hunting a decent amount. He, um, uh, but like a lot of his gear, I felt bad for him. He's got some camo, but he doesn't have like really warm clothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Like his pants
0: are like a camouflage, like some bottomland camouflage, almost like sweatpants, kind of.
1: Oh, and that was it was a cold morning, too. Yeah, that was it was a good cold opening morning. You know, so
0: he told me he had sweats, uh, like sweatpants underneath those pants. And it wasn't really windy that morning or anything like that. Uh, and then for his upper layers, he had like a heated vest, long sleeve shirt, and like some kind of like outerwear camo shirt or jacket he's wearing. But again, not like really warm stuff. I'm wearing my solitude kit, bro. Toasty as heck. We get set, we got some hot hands, and he's wearing hikers, hiking boots. I wish we had him on the pockets. We might have to get him on later this year, especially if I can help him kill his first deer. Yeah. And uh, he went from like last couple of years, he's been wearing rubber boots. Like insulated rubber boots and he's like froze to death and he's a skinny guy he's not like a he's a tall skinny guy he's not like i'm the opposite of that i'm short and fat so um (laughs) i say that because a lot of rubber boots um the way they're designed for like quote-unquote ventilation to like get that moisture out is you gotta have like kind of small calves then you like as you're walking and stuff you're like letting that hot air like come up and out of the boot out of the top of the boot well that doesn't work for me because i got too tight too big a calf, so it's always a snug fit Well, he was talking about how cold his feet's been getting the last couple of years. So he went back to wearing hiking boots and he has a background doing some pretty, pretty long hikes. Like he's a big hiker and and kind of outdoorsman that in that way. So he started wearing his hiking boots. Well, we get set up on the power line, get everything uh, situated. And uh, we're just sitting there in the dark, dude, just like kind of like chit chatting and, uh, you know, date, you know, you know, gray light hit and all that kind of stuff. And he's again, really green. He's listening to podcasts, but he's really green and he, he, but he's like hungry to learn. That's the cool thing about, him. like, he's like, he's like, dude, he told me, he's like, I want to learn everything that, you know, like I, anything you want to tell me, tell me. Cause I want to learn everything. I just want to soak it all up. Cause anything I, I do, I want to try to know the most I can about it. Yeah. And he got an awesome lesson on thermals that morning. And I kind of, we sat up on a spot where got like a little creek down below you. And I told him like, you know, there's deer down these bottoms, but a lot of times they're kind of up on these side hills a little bit more. And I was telling him, like the year previously, I hunted this spot opening day, and I had a buck come in before daylight, and somehow it didn't bust me with a falling thermal. Went just down below me, probably 60 yards from me, and actually made two rubs on trees. And I don't know if we talked, I think we talked about it on the podcast. Buck made two rubs while I was sitting there. I'm listening in the dark. I'm at, it's an hour before daylight, and I hear him just shredding trees, <laughs> just shredding trees. And like after daylight hit, whatever, I, like a couple hours later, it was probably 10 o'clock, I went down there, looked and found the trees he rubbed. And of course, a deer. Ease off before daylight. Well, we're sitting there. I was kind of explaining, like, we're, we're, as we're like, you know, breathing, it's like 25, 26 degrees. You can see, like, your, uh, the moisture in your air, like the, 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 what do you call it? Mist fog. <laughs> I don't know. I got just the mist of your breath, I yeah. guess. And it's like, kind of like going downhill. And I'm like, at a certain point this morning, when it heats up, you're going to see that switch. You're going to see, it because it's real calm morning. I'm like, you're going to see that, that your breath goes from going downhill it's going to start going straight up and that's with the rising thermal yeah because this air gets some pretty good sunlight and uh daylight happened i'm like get ready you know i I was trying to find my tripod i got one of those bog uh death grip tripods i don't know where it's at i don't know if you've got it
1: man do you have it no i don't have it i don't know where it is if i had it i'd be carrying it
0: i love that thing i I know i thought i had it and anyway so i'm like dude you're gonna have to off your backpack so, he, you know, he has his backpack in his lap and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you're going to have to shoot off it, out of the chair. And, you know, that's what you're going to have to do. Well, after daylight, I'm like, get ready. Because, like, when I've seen deer come through, it's at two different times. It's, like, right at daybreak, and it's, like, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. That's when I've seen deer cross right here. Daylight happened. No deer came through. And I happen to look over my shoulder because, like, we're down on the, in, in the power line. I look over my shoulder, and there's a big hillside probably 400 yards from us. Uh, and I looked over my shoulder, I could see orange up there I'm like, and I knew, I, I, well, which, which is fine because the yeah. opposite direction from like where we're sitting and I'm like, I knew somebody was going to sit there because there's always a guy sitting there. Every, every opening morning, there's a guy sitting there and I was like, Hey, there's a guy sitting right there. And I was like, look at that orange. He turned around. He's like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I used to sit there too until I started seeing deer way too far away to really shoot. Yeah. Cause I took a poke one time, not really knowing what the distance was. And I put, <laughs> I put a bullet in front of a buck. Like down in front of them, probably ten feet below them. Oh, okay. I know where you.
1: I know where you were. Yeah. Oh, good spot. And, uh, good yeah. Spot.
0: Well, I say that, but the last time I hunted that spot, I hunted in the morning, again, open morning, never saw a deer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, not to jump too far ahead, but we didn't see anything. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. I'm like, it's it's kind of weird. But I think what it is, a lot of the cover around there is kind of aged out. I was just about to say that. Yeah. So, and there's no oaks. or no real acorns producing, and um, just. I think it's aged out, and that's why we didn't see any deer. Because last year when I sat there, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of buck sign down low, but never saw any does cross. Which again, I thought was strange, but I think that's what what the, what the case was. Anyways, as that sun came up and it started lighting that hillside that we're watching, and it's like it's like hitting, and finally when it got down to us, it was like thermal switch happened. Perfect. It was like seven thirty in the morning. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And he started seeing, he's like, oh, that's, that's cool. I'm like, yeah. I'm like right now, if a deer was like down below us on that hillside, they can't smell us at yep. all. Mm-hmm. Cause he was asking me like, what's your thought on scent control and all this kind of stuff. And I kind of gave him the rundown on it. Um, but after that, we kind of decided to, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, how long do you have to hunt? He's like, I can hunt all day long. I'm like, good. <laughs> and I'm like, I got deer jerking the truck. We got crackers. We got all that kind of stuff. We're I'm like, we'll bounce out of here around 10, 1030 or so. And we'll go spot check. Cause I haven't been out here. Really all season because I just, mm-hmm. you and me kind of went in with the mindset this year, we're going to kind of focus some other areas. Yeah. And uh, so we hop in the truck and we start cruising. I'm like, hey, just ride with me. Let's start cruising around. We started kind of spot checking some stuff. Realize there's a lot different access now out there, which is kind of interesting. Um, and we start going to spot and spot. And a couple spots I had in mind, now there's access trails going through there. Uh, like it's all open yeah oh yeah and i'm like crap i'm like okay well this is good to know we did some big loops and all that kind of stuff um uh, and and finally i found i was like looking at the maps i'm like okay here's an area i haven't hunted this area before i thought like, i thought you had been in there before uh another part of a power line thomas and my sister had gone in there and hunted a few years ago saw a bunch of deer get a bunch of does i'm like there's got to be some does because i'm just thinking like
1: we're, trying to, find, we're trying to find yeah. does
0: and uh Anyway, I I'll I'll, I'll kind of, you know, stop there, but we found a spot to go into and got in there pretty early. Again, started hiking in about 30 cuz I told my like, dude, we went to a gas station, there was a bunch of hunters there, I talked to a few guys, and nobody saw deer that morning. Like I was talking yeah. to some guys that were in a hunting club close by, and they're like, "Dude, I didn't see, like one of the guys was sitting on on a clear cut, another guy was sitting like in a big hardwood drainage." It's so, like, "Dude, we didn't see any deer." like the whole club there was like 18 members out only two guys saw a deer that morning one dude shot and missed like a big six point and that's it and i'm like well hope to god they're gonna move this afternoon <laughs> and uh and that's kind of what it, you know played out to be but what was your morning hunt like because again you were going mm-hmm. into an area pretty rugged and like you said you were kind of waiting till
1: daylight to kind of ease yeah. up in there <clears throat> this is kind of the mountain area that of the state that we're wanting to hunt and it's it's where you scouted on friday and ended up not going it's it's pretty close to there and uh, I was I was just parking. I, at, when I got there, I got there right before daylight, and I got to my parking spot, and there was nobody else there. So I was like, "Okay, uh, I'm going to go check access because there's a few other spots I was kind of wondering about if I could access. that would be easier." And so I went and checked those real quick, um, and that none of them worked out. Uh, but so I go back to the to the parking lot that I was going to park at, and I go. And I go, nobody was there. Nobody, huh? Okay. And I, I parked it. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, there was nobody there, hmm. nobody, and uh, and so I'm like, okay, heck yeah. So I, I get geared up and I start that, that walking. tells you one of
0: two things, <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, <laughs> I, man, I
1: started walking up in there, and it that the first half mile sucked because I because of how I went in, yeah. When I came out, it was a lot, a lot easier. Like, it's not gonna be hard to access, like, you came but, out a different way, yeah, I came out a different way. Well,
0: see, what well, I mean, like, that tells you one of two things. If there's nobody parked there, yeah. it tells you, okay, either like a lot of people don't like to hunt it because probably there's not many deer,
1: <laughs> or it's, it's rugged enough that again, a lot of guys don't want to deal with it. So anyways, uh, yeah, there's, there's nobody parked there. So that was good. Um, I I think it's just because like nobody's walking that far. Like it's just not a, not the kind of hunting that a lot of people do around here. Uh, and so I I start walking up. at first half mile is pretty brutal, um, but I, I get in and I kind of cross this drainage okay and from this access point there's a there's a very obvious way that you walk to get up in this area and there's a creek that kind of parallels it and if you go cross that creek and it's like a big deep nasty creek oh is it really oh yeah um could we fish in there no not this not this particular one okay no but like the drainage is, is nasty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bluffed out i had to go find a bluff gap oh really mountain laurel oh yeah so I crossed it, and as soon as I get across there, I mean, the moment I pop up on the top of that bluff on the other side, bam, rubs. No deer
0: sun no on the first part you were No, barking?
1: zero. Really? Zero. Huh. So I cross that bluff, and I get on the other side and away from the access, instantly start finding rubs. The woods are different over there. For some reason, this ridge, and I didn't see this on the first ridge I was on that I crossed off of. For some reason, this ridge has a lot of blowdown all over it. And it's created like really patchy cover all over the place, like big sapling thicket here, like grass and pines here, just like random, totally random sparse, like nothing we've ever hunted. And uh, I start going up this big mountain and I'm trying to get to this big saddle and I'd side hill up and up and up and up and I get all the way up there. And uh, I get on the spine of the ridge and I'm trying to think of what I want to do because now the sun's up and the opposite side of the ridge from me is the sun's hitting it. And so the thermals are just screaming up the side of that hill, Uh, but they're still falling where I'm at. So I peek up and I get right on the tip top and I'm just going to like kind of walk the spine of the ridge and I'm going to go peek over the the sunny side of the ridge every once in a while and just kind of get a look at at what everything looks like. And I don't really have a plan of like sitting down anywhere at this point. I'm like, I'm just going to kind of slip hunt through here. Maybe I'll walk up on a deer. Maybe i find a spot where I want to sit for a little bit, but I'm really just trying to scout this day. And uh, I go easing down this, the spine of this ridge, and I start approaching the first major saddle. And I'm kind of on the top end of it, about to drop into it. And I look up and there's a, I mean, a fresh rub, like, This rub had just been made. Like, it's still green, like the sapling. I mean, it looks super fresh. Like, you just took your pocket knife out and scraped the tree or whatever. You sure somebody didn't do that? (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a scrape on the ground, too, right there that was fresh. If you wanted to strike
0: if you if you want to strike people guys at a parking lot do take your knife in there or a hand oh man not not hands
1: off, but take a take a knife in there and go scrape some trees or, or like a yeah like well you can use a saw and use like the teeth of it and just rub up and down with the teeth i mean it's not good for the saw but man it makes a cool looking rub <laughs> anyways if you were going to stretch them so if you
0: were going to throw people yeah, you off know, the you trail put some, put some
1: raisinets you know right there too and you <laughs> know, look like some deer <laughs> droppings you know just you know oh yeah i thought about oh never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so so i i'm I see that, and I'm like, man, it kind of seems like I'm right on top of a deer right here. Because, again, the top of this ridge, there's thick cover. I mean, it's thick enough where I could see a deer bedding in it. Um, And up above me, or uh, down towards the saddle in front of me, there's a big fallen tree, and there's, like, grass and stuff up there. And so I just sit, I take my pack off, and I sit down, and I get my grunt call out, and I grunt. I do, like, this big grunt sequence. And I sit there for maybe 15 minutes, and nothing happens. I was like, okay. So I stand up. And I take like six steps and this bucket just explodes out of that thick cover and runs off. So I don't know if he was sneaking up to me or if he was bedded there or what, but scared him to death. Um, Did, He, went, he how, went just tearing down this ridge. How calm was it that morning? Pretty, it was pretty calm. Yeah. There was, a, there was a slight breeze at that point, but I mean, it was pretty calm Uh, where I didn't really have much noise cover at all. Uh, And then it got, and then, so it was sunny at that point, but then it got overcast and then that wind stopped. I mean, it was all like thermal, like strong thermals. That was the wind, really. And when that overcast got over, I mean, it just stopped. It was dead quiet out there. Um, well, I get to where that buck was, and there's actually a lot of deer sign right there. There's tracks everywhere. There's beds. There's uh, There's rubs. And it's kind of grassy and good looking. And so I ended up sitting in that blowdown for like an hour. I just sat there. And right, kinda, right where the
0: buck was sitting. Right,
1: right where the buck was sitting. I sit there for like an hour, just kind of. See if he circles back. See if he circles back. See if something else comes up through the saddle. Because it's early in the morning at this point. So I'm like, well, maybe something will come up this ridge. Because this, this saddle is right where a secondary ridge point comes up to it. Like a big, long, skinny secondary ridge point. Kind of like what Chuck Young talked about. And so I basically hunted the top of that ridge point And uh, didn't see anything. But I ended up standing up and I kept moving. And the spine of this ridge is like very, very interesting because there's bluffs on it. But every time you get close to a saddle, it's like thick up there. I mean, like legitimately thick where you're not going to be able to shoot more than 100 yards if you're lucky if you get up in a tree. Um, well, what if you sit on the ground? If you sit on the ground, you can shoot about 12 yards. I mean, it's it's thick up there.
0: Now, you said sapling thick, right?
1: Yeah. When is the leaves off yet? Oh, yeah. Leaves are and off. And it's still that thick? Oh, yeah. It's oh. dense. Like, for real, we shot grouse in Wisconsin and stuff that looked like this. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's so it's so different than <laughs> stuff I'm used to seeing. Huh. Uh, a lot of sparkleberry and, uh and other just like hardwood saplings. But uh, there, was, there was buck sign coming through all the saddles. I, f- I started finding scrapes. I found, you know, on the top side of one of the saddles, there's just a bunch of thick pines up there. And I went into those, and there's briars. I mean, it looks just like a pine thicket, and there's beds all in it very like very defined bedding actually it seemed like because i would find up on the top of that ridge there'd either be just blow down trees and there and it would create like a little thicket or there'd be a glade up there which a glade is just rocky shallow soils and you'll have like sage grass sumac you know just kind of like grassy looking it just doesn't look like what i expected to find at all and i would find rubs and beds and that stuff too acorn shopping oh yeah big time and I was right about that area. There's scarlet oaks in there that I could see on the map because uh, they, 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 they're they like a scarlet, like red kind of color, their leaves are. And so I saw them on the map. I'm like, I bet that's a scarlet oak. And I went in there, sure enough, and they are hammering those things, hammering them. So I keep walking and eventually I get to where the, this, this big long secondary ridge point I've been walking meets that main ridge. And right there, there's like a nice saddle right there, uh, right where it meets the main ridge. And I get to that saddle and it's like that saddle is lit up with buck sign, all kinds of rubs coming up and down it from, you know, as old as a day or two to early season to last year. I mean, there's just a bunch of rubs in it and it looks really good. So, uh, I check that out. I mark it. I go ahead and pick a tree cause I think it's probably a spot worth hunting. And then I drop down to the bottom and there's like a, you drop down and there's almost like a bench on like the bottom third of this mountain so if you if like literally the bottom third is a bench and then you go down a little bit further and then you get to like the flatter stuff and you kind of get off the mountain well right there there's little kind of hubs on that bench and i start walking just paralleling it basically just walking down the bench and i drop into the first hub and there's some buck sign going into it and i start approaching that high spot between the two hubs and it lights up there's rubs all over the place, all shapes and sizes. A bunch of fresh rubs, bunch of trails crossing back and forth where they're coming off private. And then uh, I found a, just a monstrous scrape, huge scrape.
0: Is that the one you post on the Instagram story?
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, I posted two of them on the Instagram story. The,
0: the one that you had the gun laying down in it.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. So, so that scrape, uh, I—that's exactly what I was looking for the whole time because my whole goal of walking in there was finding something that I could put a camera on and get some Intel from basically, and so I went ahead and threw the camera on that, and I keep going and that that whole knob is just I mean slam full of sign and then I kind of go down in the next hub and the sign thins out a little bit and it just kind of dies off. I get back up on the next knob right back to where it was tons of tons of rubs coming through but what's the cover look like uh between like the little high spots and like the low spots the low spots I mean, honestly, it's all kind of the same. There's a lot of saplings. Uh, The hillside above, like going back up the mountain, really thick sapling thickets. And then the knob, you know, right before you drop off the mountain for good, there's pines on it, like some somewhat thick pines. Uh, And then all that stuff in between is just kind of thick saplings. I mean, it's nothing crazy, you know? Uh, And then the, the second knob that I got on is pretty much the same thing. I mean, saplings... But nothing crazy, but, but
0: nothing like super open.
1: Nothing super open, open but also nothing super thick, and lots of rubs in there. And then a just a monstrous scrape on the other one, huge, bigger than the first scrape I found. And I wish I'd brought two cameras because really I think well, the second one's a better scrape. Well, you know
0: what's funny? Because you just mentioned this and you just told one yourself. What? Uh, earlier in this conversation, you're like, "Yeah, I went to this area to put up, you know, cameras. You know, you know, cameras in the area." Really, you meant put out
1: a camera because you only had one well, with you. See, here's what happened i got to i got home at 12 30 that night and then i woke up at three o'clock to go out there which was a bad idea well i mean i'm glad i'm glad i did it but it was it was a bad idea from a planning standpoint because i had two cameras with me and i had one sd card so yeah i was all the way in there and i carried two cameras the whole time and i only had one sd card so Messed that one up, but yeah, I had two cameras because I was wanting to put one on, on a scrape and one on a terrain feature, but I, uh, I would have thrown both of them on were scrapes. are both
0: on s- cell cameras?
1: No, just one of them was do, do you camera. only have one cell camera? No, I have two, but one of them's not working for some reason. I think I, the antenna's messed up or something. Is
0: it, that's the one that fell off when we were trying, we were trying to put the cell camera out. That was the one we packed when we tracked your dough, and like the, the antenna was like laying on the ground. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Is it that cell
1: camera, the one that at your club? No, uh, Yeah, that's the one that's messed up. It was messed up before, it it got messed up sometime last year, so I don't know what happened to it, Mm. but uh, it was probably riding around in the back of the truck, probably rolling around, it probably bent the little thing, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I I had a regular camera, but I wish I could have put a scrape out, I mean a camera on the scrape, because it had been worked that morning, there was crap in it. I mean just multiple looking branches. Multiple like five licking branches that are just there. It's like a troy Pottinger scrape. I mean, just dug into the dirt. This licking branch is just like has seen years of abuse. You know, it's a big, it's a huge sparkle berry with like huge limbs that come over and like arch, just perfect licking branches. Um, and there and there was a scarlet oak dropping right next to it, and there was just a ton of feed sign. Nasty, just big old tore up feed sign. At that point, it was like two o'clock or something uh or it was like it was probably 145 and i'm trying to figure out what i want to do and i've basically done a loop at this point except i i got to go back up and over the mountain to get back to the truck and i'm like i probably kind of blew everything out of here because i i mean just how i walked it so i originally was going to stay in there and hunt but i was like you know what i got time i think i might could get to the club and just like go shoot a doe or something so i bail out of there and I, I go back up and over the mountain and i'd I take that secondary ridge where I jumped the buck off of. I take that secondary ridge back up the mountain and there's a bunch of sign on that too. I mean, just all the way up and down at buck sign. And I get, I get back over the top and top over and, and I find a new way out. That's a lot, a lot easier to get up in there. So that's, that's the way that we're going to use when We go hunt it, but I get out of there and, and kind of hurry back. And, uh, basically uh, my, my afternoon hunt was pretty short and sweet. I mean, I got out there at like three o'clock, to the club and there's already a bunch of folks out there and which I knew was going to happen. It's open day of rifle season. So there's like six people already pinned out on the pinning board. So I just kind of look at where they're at and I th- look at what the wind is doing and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go basically get downwind to two of these guys and uh, on some kind of terrain feature. So that's what I did. I go walking down there and I'm walking down to this part of a power line where this hill kind of drops down this power line and then flattens out and there's a field right there. And so I was wanting to watch basically the base of the hill and then the field and then where the hill rises up on the other side of the field. And I get down halfway there and there's three does in the field already. So I put the I put stalk on them and I get like 230 yards away to where I'm pretty comfortable taking a shot. And I get set up and I'm like, eh, you know what? I've decided to not shoot them. Uh, one of the does is actually pretty recognizable. She has, she's like very light colored and uh, she has like a, she doesn't have like a double throat patch, but she's got like almost like a really faint one. Like she's got white hair, like kind of low on her neck. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to shoot her because maybe I can get her on camera and do what Wes talks about and kind of track their heat cycle. And, you know, see when she comes into heat this year. And then if she makes it to next year and I can find her again, then I know exactly when to be hunting when, her when neighborhood.
0: Mean, when you mean uh tracking her heat cycle, how so? So like Listeners are like, what do you mean? You you out you out there like
1: you know what's up you know
0: uh, you know what what are you, what are you doing to so it, like, like
1: if you're if you're out there hunting and you see this doe like let's just say it's a doe that has some feature that that you can recognize her and you see that on January sixth she's getting chased by a buck or you have her on camera January sixth she's acting like she's in heat. Well, next year she she's going to come into heat within a couple days of that same day. So if you can find a doe that you can track then theoretically, year after year, you could go in there and you know the exact couple days that you need to be hunting her holler or whatever, where you always see that doe because she's going to end up with a buck behind her. And that's something that Wes Moy talked about. Um, he's killed a couple bucks off off like a doe that, that he was able to recognize for like she had some feature that was distinguishable. And so he, he went in there and had success. So I'm going to try to do that. That and I knew that Mike was going to, my stepdad was going to hunt with me the next day. So I, I'm like, well, I might just bring him in here and let him shoot one of these other ones. Um, yeah, just tell him don't shoot that. Yeah, don't one. don't shoot her. You know, the record. Not don't shoot the light one. She's she's super light colored. Uh, the other ones are all really dark. But yeah, so I I ended up passing those does, and that was kind of my afternoon hunt. But it was an extremely productive day. So. to get 15% off of your order at Houndstooth Game Calls. That's SOP24. Use it at checkout. It helps the podcast.
0: True Lock Chokes has been made in Georgia since 1981 and offering a wide range of chokes, over 2,000 different chokes for all kinds of shooting activities. You might be wondering why you'd want to purchase a True Lock Choke and it's to improve your shotgun performance. absolutely guaranteed. And as a great example, we have Andrew Maxwell here. And uh, Andrew, you've had some pretty good luck again, kind of switching out chokes and trying out the precision hunter choke from True Lock. So, Andrew, what's been your experience so far?
1: Yeah, I've always, I've used the same choke for several years now. and never really thought much of it, and I got the True Lock choke in. I patterned my gun with the first choke at uh, 30 and 50, and then I switched to the True Lock and changed from 30 to 50. And the 50 yard pattern on my gun with the True Lock choke is unbelievable like everybody's jaws were dropping like when we were out there with mike and sam we were all super impressed i mean it's throwing a better pattern at 50 now than it was throwing at 40 before my old choke
0: and andrew you're shooting the precision hunter choke from true lock
1: it's a great option the same chokes i have
0: in my shotgun so guys if you want to give true lock a shot this spring you could head over to TrueLockChokes.com. lock that's t-r-u L-O-C-K chokes.com. You can also use the promo code Southern at checkout at true dot and save 10% on your order. Again, give true lock a shot this spring, especially if you're not happy with the performance of your shotgun and shoot with a more deadly pattern with true lock. Well, so that afternoon I actually called you and you were still driving. I'm like, we're already set up. We've been set for like an hour and a half. And, uh, we, it, it, I don't know, it was two o'clock, so me and uh, Gavin decided to go again back to this this part of this little power line that I really wanted to check out. And it's just it's just a really thick power line. It's really like the special factor, like yellow thick cover around like all sides of the power line, and then down in the power line, it's really thick down this little bottom. And uh, anyway, I, you know, we were set up, and I'm like, man, you know, when we got to the spot, I was actually a little unsure. Like I'm like. I was kind of second. I was second-guessing myself. We get to the spot, and Gavin's like, "Okay, yeah, this looks kind of good." And he's, you know, I'm like, "Okay, you're gonna sit like right in here." And he, you know, we had like these fold-out, um, like camp chairs, like you know, chairs you you keep that, you know, I don't know, just simple camp chairs you get out of frigging academy like a lawn, chair. lawn chairs, whatever you want to call them. And uh, you really needed something with an adjustable leg because it was pretty steep where we were trying to put the chairs up. So I'm sitting there looking at the maps, and he's spending all this time, like, getting his chair leveled, and he's, like, you know, putting big rocks underneath it and all this kind of stuff to try to get the legs leveled. And I'm still thinking, I'm like, I don't know if we need to sit here. I think we might need to go, like, north to another kind of drainage on the backside of, like, a much older pine thicket that I know there's, like, does in the area, because I saw them there last year. I think we can get down this little ditch and and catch them. Well, after he did all that work, I'm like, I don't want to tell him, like, we're going to get up and we're not going to sit here. We're going to go somewhere else. Cause I'm like, he put all this effort into it. I'm like, let's just see what happens. Never sat this spot before. Let's just, you know, see how it plays out. So he gets all situated. I get my chair out, try to get it all situated. We're sitting there and I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I just don't know how this is going to be. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, crosswind for us, um, you know, decent little spot. And I'm like, let's just see how this plays out. And it was like three, Maybe three thirty, and all of a sudden we're sitting there. And it's so quiet. Like there's a light breeze, but like if anything's walking around, like you're gonna be able to hear them. And at three thirty, I hear like a very distinguishable, like walking, like in this ditch, just just over the point from us, like outside of the clear cut or outside of the uh, the uh, the the power line. It's kind of like in this like small little clear cut, and I hear something walking down there. I'm like, dude, that's got to be a deer. Like that's not a squirrel. That's very distinguishable. Like it's a deer walking, and it starts like sound like it's walking up the point towards us. Like kind of coming up, you know, almost paralleling the the uh, power line, going to come up to us. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, st- like stand up, get up, get up, get up, because like if you're sitting down, like he can't shoot. Like if it pops out 25 yards from us. So I get him to stand up. I kind of move out of the way, and it's like very distinguishable. Like it's walking, 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 and all of a sudden, it gets quiet for like. Maybe a minute or two, and then I hear, like not not blowing, but like <laughs> like it's scraping, like deer's like oh. making a scrape, and I'm like, huh, that get that little
1: adrenaline, dude, dump? dude, dude,
0: dude. I'm like, I'm not, I'm I'm not low key. I'm I'm like high key, like like getting excited, like heart tracing I'm like, dude, this is a buck working a scrape sixty yards from us. Okay, down this drainage or on the, on this point, this ridge point. And it's like very Like you hear, it's just like raking at this scrape and it gets quiet for another minute or two. And then you hear it walking and I can't tell based off the sound, is it walking to us or is it like paralleling the ridge point kind of like coming down, like it's going to be coming down in front of us. And it does that for a minute or two. And I'm like, get ready. I'm looking at my binos. I'm like, I'm trying to look through the cover. I'm like, where's this deer at? Where's this deer at? Where's this deer at? And it stops and it gets real quiet, like this. It's nothing mm-hmm. and i'm i look i'm thinking i'm like i look over at at uh gavin i'm like dude i think this is a mature buck he's like what do you mean i'm like he's acting very much like a mature buck um just with you know it, it's he's being it sounds like he's being very methodical like it got up out of like his bed which presumably was on the other side of this ditch mm-hmm. came down worked a scrape and i think he's laying back i think he laid back down like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's just standing there or he's either standing there, like analyzing the situation, like smelling because he can kind of catch some thermals right there. Um, or he laid back down and I'm like, dude, I, I think it's a mature buck. Like just the way it's acting. And, uh, after staying there for another like 15 minutes and it's like just quiet, I'm like, go sit back down. I'm going to sit back down and just to see what happens. We sit back down and at this point, it's, um, probably f- almost four o'clock and, um, we're sitting there for again another probably 20 25 minutes or so so it, it probably gets like 4 15 420 and sunset i believe is like
1: 442 or something, something like, that.
0: like yeah something like that and it again it, it gets probably like maybe 430. it gets like 430. and i hear it again I hear it get back up and start walking and it's like very methodical like it's not walking quickly mm. it's just kind of easing and i hear it and i'm like Shh, i'm like sh- i'm like stand back up stand sh- back up 'Cause it sounds like it's about it's gonna come around the ridge point to us, like mm-hmm. out in the in the uh the thick uh power line. And I'm like, we're gonna have a shot here like at eighty yards. So I get him stand back up and I'm looking, looking, looking and I'm like, I don't think we're gonna be able to see it standing on so I'm like I'm like, sit back down, get your gun like on your backpack and like just get ready. And I'm still standing, he's sitting, he, he's, he's sitting down, and I'm looking at my binos down there, and I'm like, dude, I should be, like, it sounds like he's now in the bottom, like, he's down in the, in, like, on the edge of the power line where he's walking. Um, haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, dude, this has got to be a mature buck. Like, the way it's acting, like, this isn't like a two-year-old doing this stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at my binos, and I see, like, grass and crap. I, I see, like, stuff moving down the bottom, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, I see movement, I see movement, I'm like, using my binos. And all of a sudden, it like raises its head up, and all I see is this bright main beam. And I, and I instantly, I count four points. I don't even see a brow tie. And he like he like he like twists his head up so his main beam comes up above some of that thick stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's a big deer. And I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm like, it's a big. You're buck. getting the new
1: hunter. I'll shook up, dude. I'm getting shook up. Bro. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, dude. This is. That's covered. Kind of, it's like his first experience out, like deer hunting or whatever. You're just like, oh my god, it's a huge buck! It's well, huge
0: buck. He, well, he's hunted a few years and like hasn't really ever seen deer. Like, never really had like a sh- much oh, shot opportunities. Okay, so he needed this. Yeah, he hasn't even seen like many deer. Oh, he needed this. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, this is a big deer, like big deer. And I'm like, I'm like, I get low key, not low key, high key freaking out. If you
1: were shooting this buck, would it have been your first, second, third biggest buck?
0: Uh, I let me just say this. I'll answer that in just a second, okay? Oh, yeah. So he gets I see his right main beam, and I'm like, it's a big deer. Four points, tall tines, a really good mass, and I can't even see his brow tines. So he may, I might not even be seeing his G2 yet, okay, on his right side. Mm -hmm. Puts his head back down, and he takes a couple more steps, and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get Gavin on the gun. I'm like, dude, and the problem is this bottom, this thick bottom, there's no trees down in it or anything, so I'm I'm trying to, like, walk him into, like, where the deer's at, because with your naked eye, you couldn't really see him that well. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like, looking at him through binos, like, looking at him through the cover as he got, gets his rack up. And I'm, like, there's little pockets, like, little openings down there. I'm, like, dude, you're about to get, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, he's about to get the next shot opportunity at this deer. Like, you're not going to be able to see mm-hmm. his whole body. You're going to get the next shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, trying to walk him into it with a gun. I'm, like, dude, like, see this little dark patch of cover? See that little dark patch of cover? He's, like, draw a 90-degree line down from this dark patch of cover and to the left of this dark patch. And he's right there. And it, <laughs> He's struggling to try to see what I'm looking at. It's hard to describe. Like yeah. looking back at it, if I was behind the gun and I'm trying to look at it, it, it would be tough to kind of like find Figure that, out where he's at. That part, that yep. spot. Yep. Well, after that, I'm trying to get him on it. And I'm like, then I stop. and I'm like, I don't hear him anymore. And I'm like, where's, I'm like, what's he doing? I'm looking with the I can't see him at all. And I'm like, did he lay back down? And I made the comment to Gavin. I'm like, dude, I can. And it was overcast that day. I'm like, I can imagine a big mature buck bedded down here in this thick, like this thick ditch, this drainage on the power line. And I, I can just imagine. I can imagine a big buck bedded down there low, catching falling thermals, and it's like a huge, it's like a really nice thermal hub right there. And it just gets quiet. And I'm like, crap. I'm like, where is he at? And I'm looking. I'm like, he's not moving. If he's moving, I can hear him because like when he was walking through that stuff, it's very noticeable to hear him. Yep. And at this point, I'm like, he's gonna bust us because now it's like a falling thermal overcast, sun's not sun's not even out, like it's dense enough uh, cloud cover, it's not out. And I can feel like my thermals drop, our thermals are dropping straight down, and there's like a big low spot right there below us, uh, kind of adjacent to where this buck's at. And this buck's about 80, 90 yards, maybe 100 yards in front of us. And uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for him to bust us. Like at some point, he's probably going to smell us. Mm-hmm. And the thermals are dropping, dropping, dropping. And I'm like, man, I don't... I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna play out. Like, I think, anyways, I'm I'm just thinking he's gonna bust us. But then I was thinking like that ridge point that's kind of between us and the ditch he came down kind of like protrudes out a little bit farther out in front of us. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe our sense kind of pulling on the backside of this point down here in the bottom
1: mm-hmm. where it's
0: not getting to him where he's at. Yeah. Because clearly if he could smell us by now, he's gonna be he's gone. Yeah. He's, he's gone. And dude, by this time, it's like 440 445 something like that and i'm still i'm looking for this i'm still standing up looking for this deer and he's sitting down on the gun and of course he's kind of frustrated because he hasn't seen the buck yet i'm just telling him it's a it's a freaking huge deer um and he's i can tell that he's getting a little like why why can't i see it where where is it at all this kind of stuff and we're sitting there and then all of a sudden i hear like deer come like not trotting but like walking very quickly Towards our direction from oh, the other yeah. ridge side, so like to our left, paralleling the the power line, come through the trees, and uh, I can hear. I'm like, here's another. I'm like, more deer are coming. Like I hear them. They're coming, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to look at them. And it's getting dark enough now that like with your naked eye, you could see movement, but you can't see like great details. So I'm like, with the binos, I'm looking on that hillside. I'm like, where are they at? And it's like very distinguishable. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm like i don't care if it's a doe now i'm like dude you're gonna shoot one of these deer one way or the other if it's legal you're killing it it's yep. your first year and that's what that's how his mindset i'm looking i'm like where the heck is this deer at and now i'm like okay now i hear two walking like very distinguishable two deer walking And i cannot see them like i'm looking at my bonus i'm like i'm looking right where i think i'm hearing them from I'm, i don't see him and all of a sudden i put my binos down and like farther to the left of me which is like now like you know at, at, where gavin's sitting it's at his like 10 o'clock position I see movement, throw the bottoms up and I see a deer walking and I'm like, okay, it's a deer. I can't see his head. i see see his body, pretty big body. And this is kind of like paralleling that side of that ridge, kind of going down this ditch to our left. And I'm like, crap. And now it's behind Gavin sitting down and it's behind a ton of thick stuff between him and the deer. Like I can see it standing up, but even if I was shooting, I had a gun to shoot. I don't know if I could shoot through all this stuff at the deer. And the deer's like again, hundred yards from us, kind of paralleling us. And then I see another deer behind it kind of trotting after it um, and they kind of ease by us. And I'm like, crap, dude. I'm like, no shot, like no shot, no shot opportunity. And they keep going. I can hear them and they go way back behind us up this ditch kind of get up on the same route. They cross the ditch, get up on our side of the ridge and kind of get up somewhere on the power line and keep going. Like I can just hear them keep going. I'm like, and at this point it's like deer's going to have to be pretty close to shoot because it's getting like last five, 10 minutes of legal light. And uh, I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going to happen. I told him, like, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. And he's like, he's all oh, amped. He's like, bum, Because he's uh, like so exciting, all this stuff happening. Um, long story short, I'm like, dude, because we can hear those those deer that walk past us, like get up behind us a decent ways. And I'm like, we're sitting here. Like that buck's still bedded down here somewhere. We're not cutting the light on. We're not taking any of our clothes off to put in our backpack. We're going to wait till it gets dark, dark. We're going to turn a red light on and we're going to slowly and quietly grab our chairs and just whatever we have on, we're just going to wear it out of here. And we're going to get up over this ridge point on on the on the, um, on the the power line and get away from this buck like a couple hundred yards before we put any of our stuff up. Like we're not going to do yeah. anything right now. So I won't let it, it, get, it get dark, dark. And I'm like, if he hasn't smelled us yet, he's not going to smell us even more so because our, our thermals are since pulling up down below us. And it got dark, dark. And I'm like, dude, okay, I'm like, okay, game time. Turn a little red light on. I, I held his gun. He kind of like slowly, like, grabbed his chair. I mean, super slowly, packed it up, held it in one hand, got his gun on it with his other hand. I grabbed my chair, same thing with my rifle. And we, e- I'm talking, slowly eased out of that spot and got all the way back to like a, get way out of this, you know, Buck's line of sight and, and hearing before we ever like put our stuff together. Now, going back to what you're saying, would it be, potentially one one of my better bucks. Mm-hmm. I never saw his left side. So he could have been a spike on his left side. I have no idea. Yeah. But if he matched his left side c- comparable to his right, and I still did not see his G2, it was a very big deer. Like <laughs> maybe even bigger than my Iowa deer. Like it was, it was a very Man, lar- is this
1: going to be another one of those deer that gets bigger every time you tell a story? I don't think so. Cause I didn't get to see it long enough
0: <laughs> to, 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 to get a full, you know, peek, peek at it. It was a very large buck.
1: Um, so, I just... If uh, if he gets killed and you see a picture, do you think you'll recognize it based on that one side? Maybe. I don't know. The yeah. problem
0: was I can't tell I can't tell why he was. All mm-hmm. I could see was that part of that main beam, and I could count four points, and they weren't... None of them were, like, short tines. Like, so, it wasn't like... A ribcage buck. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, his potential, you know, G5 was, like, real short. I mean, all of them were at least... I don't know. His shortest time might have been three inches, maybe. Yeah. And his bigger ones were like probably eight, whatever, eight plus inches. That's a big deer. And again, didn't see his brow ton. And I only think, I only think, just because of how his main beam looked, I don't think I even saw his G2 because of like mm-hmm. how his antlers came up. Mm-hmm. So it was it, potentially a really big deer. So anyways, we get out of there, all that kind of stuff. We get back to the truck and he's like, dude, that was crazy. Like that was like the most exciting hunt I've ever been on. I'm like, yeah, that's one in the books for me too. Like it's up there as like one of the more exciting hunts. And awesome. uh, it was just crazy. So I was like, dude, we had one more day on this place. I'm like, can you hunt tomorrow? He's like, it was Sunday. He's like, no, nah, I can't. You know, I got church and all this other kind of stuff. Got some family stuff I got to do. I'm like, okay, well, we get back to the truck and I'm thinking, I'm like, we gotta, I got to come back in here. <laughs> got to come back in here. Got to see if I can see that deer or see another buck. And uh, we had some family stuff going on, on Sunday too, where I couldn't get out into the afternoon, which I wasn't going to hunt it in the morning because I was so worried about like, there are so many deer in this little spot on a morning hunt. I just don't know how it's going to set up. And I got a feeling like I'd, I'd really bump some deer out, potentially trying to get in there, even if I got in really early. Um, so I like to come back in there the, the next day and get in there that afternoon, ran in there. And uh, not to jump ahead because you got your story with Mike, but I got in there that afternoon and when I was hiking in on, on that spot, there was a certain part where how we had to hike in that I remember telling Gavin when we were walking in that day. I'm like, hey, get your gun ready because we could jump a deer out of this one spot that we had to cross through. And uh, I was going through it a little bit too quickly, I'll be honest, because I was a little rushed. I was, it was like 2 o'clock, and I'm like, I need to get in there you know, pretty quickly because I'm going to go step in a different side of the, of the power line and kind of watch up in that ditch. I was going to get to like the left-hand side of the power line to watch up in the ditch where that buck came out. And uh, it crossed my mind at this one spot, right where I told Gavin, like, hey, get your gun ready. I'm like, I probably ought to slow down. Mm-hmm. Just probably ought to slow down. And I slipped on, like, some, like, the ground was, like, kind of, like, some loose, um, like, real small stones and little rocks and whatever where I was walking through. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like slipped a little bit made a little noise, and it was quiet. It was light breeze, you know, kind of, like, a good wind to walk in with, but very light breeze. Slipped, made a little noise. I was like, huh. Probably need to slow down. Right when that happened, I go another, like, 10 yards, and I hear something get up. In this in this area and i'm still 300 yards from or 400 350 yards from where i was wanting to get here's something to get up on the back side of this little knob in this uh area where this little clear cut is and i'm like that's gotta be a deer but it sounded weird it didn't sound like deer just like hauling butt taking off and i like sidestepped and i like kind of get around this little knob where i can look down and all of a sudden it, i'm like i see a deer like running throw the gun up on it and i'm looking at it I'm like oh that's a, that's a good rack buck
1: <laughs> not a monster,
0: but it's like a deer I killed back in 2020. Um, there's a really good... It looked not, not super wide, maybe like 14 inches wide, 15 inches wide. looked like a mainframe, maybe 8 point, maybe 7 point. Took our front end. I was like, okay. And I you know, had him at like 100 yards. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's not like a, that's not like one of those deer where I'm like, oh, I got to shoot that thing. And I'm like, maybe there's another one. So I'm like, I sat there for a second, waiting for another deer to come, come out. And uh, I see movement and I throw the gun up. And at this point, I'm like, this might be a big buck. So I took the safety off and I'm looking... And I see this giant body. This, <laughs> you're huge, like, this is it. This is it. I'm like, this is it. it huge <laughs> body deer, and it's, it's kind of going across in front of me, right about 100 yards. And I'm on him with a gun, and I'm like, let me see his rack, 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 rack. And I'm like, looking for his rack, and he gets out in the, more of an open. I mean, this deer, this his neck is ginormous. His body is huge, and I look as he's going through his big opening, and he's broken off both main beams. <laughs> not like he's a spike. He broke off. You can see there broke off each side. Where like, literally he's only got like three or four inches of main beam on either side. That's it. And he goes across like through the opening goes down this little ditch. And I'm like, that was a mature buck. And someone whooped his butt and broke, but not one main beam, both main beams completely off. And I'm like, holy crap. I mean, huge body deer.
1: Yeah. That's no joke. So I had to who go else is in the neighborhood. That's what, I'm, that's what I was
0: thinking. I was like, I'm like, who freaking fought his butt? So I kind of get down there to like where they crossed at, And there's like a, there's a dirt patch right where they kind of ran across. I had to go down there anyways to, um, uh, circle around to the power line, get down to that spot and I've and I see his track and it's like a four finger track. It's a big track right where that buck came across. I'm like, dang dude. I'm like, mm. I'm like, it's not, it's not even like a legal buck to shoot because he's all broken. He's all broken up by my like, just huge body deer. And, uh, anyways, sat that afternoon, got on the other side of the power line. Like I wanted to. I could see up that ditch pretty good of where that buck was like spending a lot of time at the night before. Sat up and like right around again 3:30, I could hear farther down the power line squirrels going crazy. And I'm like, maybe it's a bobcat, or something like I don't know, who knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And not 10 minutes later, I hear walking coming through the power line like this thick stuff. I could hear some walking. I'm like, that's a freaking deer. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting on the backside of this little this little this little rise, this little side hill, and I see like this grass and stuff starting moving like 35 40 yards from me like something's walking through i'm like oh dude i'm talking <laughs> i'm talking heart racing uh, <laughs> i had to get my get my rifle i had to turn turn the uh, scope area t- i had the scope set to like five power i went back to three power i'm like this thing's about to pop out close and like You're it, 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 it may be that buck yeah and uh, i kept hearing like the walk and i was like oh my god dude it's like right here and again i set up with my following thermals and, and like the way the wind was hitting me, it was kind of crosswind. It was kind of going down in the ditch, down in the drainage down below me. And I was hoping it would pull down there like it did the night before because I'm just adjacent caddy corner to where I was, where we were the night before. Mm-hmm. That deer come, that deer comes in. Then I hear something else walking behind. I'm like, okay, it's a couple deer. I'm like, now I'm thinking maybe it's the buck and maybe another buck with it. But then I'm thinking maybe it's a doe or some does come through. I'm like, I'm not sure because uh, that buck the night before was by himself and I, now I'm standing, I stand up real quietly, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, I set up perfectly on this little hillside, like, if anything's across from me, like, where that buck came out, he can't skyline me, I'm tucked up in this little spot, well, I stand up, and, like, I'm seeing stuff move down there in front of me at, like, 35 yards, like, grass and stuff, and I cannot see the deer, can't see the deer, and all of a sudden, I'm like, looking, 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 and, like, I see some more movement right there in front of me, like, just right down below me, dude, and I see, all of a sudden, a head snap around, look right at me, and I see a throat patch. It's eye and snout, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, I'm, dude, I'm looking. I'm like, I'm like, is it a buck? Is it a buck? Is it a buck? Is it a buck? And I'm like looking for antlers. I don't, I, I don't see antlers. I'm like, crap, it's a doe. It's probably a doe. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, she's about to bust me. And literally, she wasn't looking at me for five seconds, and she came inside out and freaking jumped up ran back the way she came blowing her head off and she couldn't smell me but after looking down at her and she ran off and it was another doe with her two does with her they ran off she's blowing her head off i look back up the hill kind of where i'm at and i'm like dude i was skyline so bad mm. i mean I, she could see me plain as day standing there i'm like crap. like the grim
1: reaper oh, standing yeah up just on top look, of the hill just looking
0: down there i mean scared the crap out of her <laughs> and uh that, w- that was the, that was the rest of my night it um Pretty, pretty. It, it, I was like, "Dang it!" So she blew, and that was like at three forty-five, something like that. Pretty early. Pretty early, but she blew. Dude, she blew probably twelve times and eased off. I'm like, I don't think that buck's gonna show back up if he's bedded yeah. across from me up on that ditch. And she made all this racket down here. I'm like, and it's not the rut. I'm like, I don't think he's coming down here. And sure enough, nothing else, nothing moved, nothing stirred. Quiet for the rest of the afternoon. And then I heard somebody. Must have been coon hunters turn a dog loose, and they were. Probably 400 yards from me. I guess they came in from a different way, and I could hear them walking around uh, on one of these little roads, uh, just talking. Hmm. Just they were talking, talk, trying to like get the dog. Whatever the dog was, you know, howled up, baited up, way farther down from us. But I was like, dang it, dude. I'm like, holy crap.
1: So, bummer, bummer, but it was exciting to say the least. But you had and at least you found them. I mean, hell, yeah, I mean, you get a lot of season left. I know, you never know. We're yeah. getting into the good part over here.
0: Well, it, real quick, um, because we don't have a, a ton of time left. Um, damn, I can talk for a long time, dude. Um, <laughs> we got another podcast that we're about six minutes late on. Um, y'all had a you, you and uh, Mike had a pretty eventful hunt as well which mike's your stepfather and he's trying to get his first And y'all went down to the club to hopefully try to get him a deer so how did that play out
1: yeah we got down to the club that afternoon we were a little bit late getting out because he had some alternator issues uh so i actually went and picked him up and that set us back a, a decent bit um and we get out and go pin out at the board and everything and yeah you know, i look at this spot and there's there's an area of this club where i was telling mike i liked in the evenings And this is pretty much exactly what you did. I like to target low spots on power lines with a rifle. And I really like to do it when there's thick cover on both sides of the power line or some kind of diversity. So I told him like these low spots, especially if there's a food plot in that low spot, like they feel very safe. They got the thermals pulling down on them. They're hidden, you know, they're not skylined. And so that's just typically a really good place to find a deer in the evening. And there's this one spot where there's a fresh cut. It's like, it's like four habitat types on that all meet right there. And right there at those four corners, there's a food plot in the lowest spot of a uh power line. And it's it's all thick. There's there's like mature hardwoods, and then there's a brand new cutover, and then there's thick pines that all kind of diverge right there in that bottom. And it's just a really good looking spot. Um I squirrel hunted around it and there was buck sign all in there in squirrel season. Uh, they were already rubbing trees in September. I got a picture of a, a big eight point, pretty close to probably 150 yards from the spot back in September. So I'm like, yeah, let's go there. And we we pin out and we start going. And the the thing, the, the spot I hunted the day before, you have to drive past. So you drive across the power line and you can look down to your right. And if you look really close, like way down there, you can just barely see part of that field. And we're driving over that spot. And I look down. And there's four does standing there. I was like, Oh crap. Cause I was debating on whether or not to go back there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to leave deer to find deer. So we turned around, hurried back to the pin out board and, uh, pinned out in that spot, went back, got geared up, parked, go easing down there. Sure enough, the does are still there. And so we start putting a stalk on them. Uh, and I was telling Mike, I'm like, look, not many people for their first whitetail hunt in Alabama get to like, have a hunt this exciting and active. So we go crawling up, you know, we're like sneaking through the brush, poking up with binos, lo- you know, looking at them, repositioning. And we stalked these deer. We're belly crawling. I mean, you name it, dude. We belly crawled. And we got to a distance. He was comfortable with shooting. And uh, we're laying basically on top of the hill overlooking the food plot. And there's a lot of thick brush on this power line, like, you know, head high thick. And it's obscuring part of the field. And all those does are standing right behind that. And I'm like, it's okay. Let's use that to our advantage. They can't really see up here very good because of where they're at. And we're prone and and we got a hill behind us. Like we're hitting really good. So I'm like, let's just crawl up and let's get into a spot where you can shoot across my pack, laying down super solid rest. And you have a really good shot window for one of them, for when one of them feeds out to where you can get a shot. And we're in the middle of repositioning. And one of those does just pops right out in the shooting lane and he's trying to get on it. And, uh. It didn't. It, he couldn't get on it fast enough, and they're still just feeding around. I'm like, okay, look, how about this? Go ahead, and I was. He didn't have a round in the chamber yet, and I was like, just aim at that doe through the brush and dry fire on her, just like we did in the in the field episode, and and how we we shot the other day and it in guns. We uh, we had him dry fire like a hundred times or something before he even shot a live round, just to get that shot execution and trigger pull down. So I was like. Look, just aim at one of these does and just go ahead and dry fire on her and like get comfortable. And he's like, okay. And so he did that. And I was like, did it feel good? And I was watching him. It looked good. And he's like, yeah, that felt really good. So I'm like, all right, rack one in there. So he racks one in and through the commotion or whatever of him trying to get readjusted, another doe squirts out into the shooting lane and she just doesn't stop in time for him to get a shot. And so they cross and now they're standing on the opposite side of the power line and we can see him there's just a little bit of stuff like in front of the vitals and like with Mike being a new hunter and the just the distance that we were at like it wasn't like a 50 yard shot or anything so I'm like I don't know like let's just wait and see what happens because we got all day because uh, at this point it's like two thirty, 30 and um, those does feed around for a while and eventually the other two does that were in the field fed off and didn't come into our lane And I'm like, let's just hang out up here for a second. I'm pretty sure that all these does are just bedded like right around this food plot. And they're just coming back and forth into this food plot, you know, whenever. So I don't want to ease down to to the food plot or anything like that. Because there is a shooting house like 40 yards off the edge. But I'm like, let's not try to get down there because they're probably laying like right there. They're probably bedded on the power line in that thick stuff where we can't see them. Well, eventually, probably 20, 30 minutes goes by and one of the does pops back out. And we had just a bunch of episodes with her where she kept walking through this. He had one window like about the size of, I don't know, like a small car. You know, that's how wide it was. And she just kept walking back and forth through that window. She was doing circles, just browsing around in the thick stuff. And he would be on her and then she'd walk out or she wouldn't stop in time or she'd stop behind a stick. And it's just like over and over again. Like this dough is like killing me. I'm like, come on, just stand still, you know? And, uh, that one doesn't work out. And I'm like, let's just wait. There's still some, they're still here. Let's just give them some time. And we're talking about something, you know, I'm explaining to him the thermals. Cause when we were walking in, we had a stiff Northern breeze right in our faces. And, uh, as we were walking down there, I was telling him, like, the the spot's good because even though they're downhill of us, the hill's not steep enough where we're not going to get, like, a hard thermal pull down there. So even when the thermal switch, I don't think they're going to smell us. And sure enough, thermal switched, and they're fine. They don't smell us at all. And, you know, we're talking about that. And then I, I look up, and one of those does is popped out. She's sitting there wide open on the power line. I'm like, you see her? You see her? You see her? And he's like, no, I don't see her yet and uh she's she's still over in the thick stuff and there's a road that goes right down the middle of the power line and she's like 10 yards to the right of that road walking left she's about to walk into the road and then finally he gets eyes on her and she's walking and then she jumps over the ditch and she comes out in the, i mean wide open i was like who? here we go <laughs> and she takes four or five steps i'm like is she in your lane is she in your lane he's like almost almost and then she stops and just perfect, puts that front leg forward like she's like right here, boss, and uh, and I'm like, Is she in your lane now. He's like, yep. I'm like, take her, <laughs> and so he, Send it. he He freaking clicks that safety off, and I'm like, clear to engage. And he uh, he uh, he took his time, man. He really. Did. I was looking through my binos and everything, and he took his time. He squeezed that shot off, and that freaking round just smacks the dirt over her back. And she, and she trots over to the edge of the field and just turns around and looks back into the field, I'm like what the heck? And you know, Mike was like, "Dang it, man!" Like he was pretty upset. And I was like, "Rack another one!" Like you don't, know, she doesn't know what just happened. You know, she heard, she heard a bullet whiz by her and hit the dirt, but she, I mean, she doesn't know what that is. And I've had it a bunch of times where they'll walk right back out there. So I was like, "Rack one, rack another one in." And as soon as he does that, here comes another doe out of the woods that was following her. I'm like, here comes another one. You're going to get another chance. And so he gets ready and he, uh, she does the exact same thing. She jumps over, but she's a little bit wary, you know? And so she's trying to get across kind of quick. And so I'm like, man, <laughs> and I did it just a little bit too late And she stopped right behind some more thick cover. And so he didn't get a shot on her and she, she ends up moving off and that was pretty much the hunt. Uh, we ended up easing down there after that. Cause they kind of cleared out. We ended up seeing a couple more does that were a little bit too far, but we saw nine deer total. So it was an excellent hunt, you know, had a little bit of action. He got to miss a doe and I was like, Hey man, look, it's okay. It wouldn't, wouldn't have been right if you just came out here and shot a doe on your first trip. You got to have a little adversity.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like the whole thing with Gavin is like, dude, he had all these deer so close to him, no shots. And it's just like, kind of. that's, I told, that's what I told Gavin was like,
1: dude, that's what gets me fired
0: up to come back out and hunt. Like if you had mm-hmm. success every time you went out it wouldn't be fun anymore.
1: Yeah, that's what I told him, man. I was like, dude, when I was a kid, I missed like 6 deer before I killed one. And yeah, you know, I killed my first deer when I was like 12 or something, but I missed a bunch of them before I actually killed one. And I'm like, you know, it just happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. I told him about my about Michael. I'm like, look, I got this buddy. He misses a big buck every single year. He misses at least one. God bless you, Michael. I love you, buddy. But, you know, and so he's like, okay, well, that makes me feel better. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really fun hunt, though. It was a productive hunt. I think he, he got to learn a lot, which he's, you know, he's like Gavin. He was asking me questions. Like, he's real curious about a lot of stuff. And, uh, ended up meeting a fellow back at the camp house who uh, I've ran into a couple times out there now. And he went to the spot that I originally pinned out on and he saw two does and a six point. So either that made me feel good too. Cause I'm like, okay, even the backup spot would have worked out. Um, something, there's something to that, that low spot on a power line in the evening watching, like you're watching that, that hub or ditch or whatever on the power line. And I'm watching pretty similar stuff. So, it ended up being a really fun hunt uh i'm gonna get him back out there we're gonna get him a deer yeah but yeah. i'm pretty confident that's three times i've hunted the club and i've seen deer every time awesome well i've got something i want to talk about we'll talk about on next week's
0: friday breakdown Talk about the advantage of sitting on the ground versus in the, in the tree when it comes to like wind and thermals oh yeah because i've learned a lot over those last couple of hunts um of like a, a, a serious advantage there which we'll talk about next week's friday breakdown but other than that, it's been fun. Again, been a great opener. Appreciate everybody's been uh, shooting us messages on uh, some listener success stories. Appreciate everybody's been submitting them on the website too. Uh, I've had some really cool ones come in. So you know, if you go out and have success, uh, you know, using. Tips or strategies of stuff that's been discussed in the podcast, let us know uh, on our contact page uh, on our website, southernoutdoorsmen.com, and uh, love to get those submitted. Because actually, we just got these Onyx memberships in these elite memberships that we're doing these giveaways with. So we're about to do the, the announcement for the October listener success uh, winner. And again, you can be entered to win just by submitting your listener success story. Uh, we do a random drawing with those, and uh, those guests, or I'm sorry, those listeners. Um, who submit and get drawn for a onyx elite membership which is an awesome tool something that we use all the time especially when we hunt multiple different states um we're actually i think we're going to have you on for a little segment maybe in these uh friday breakdowns uh talking about you know maybe your individual story on a specific deer but uh appreciate everybody submitting all those appreciate everybody leaving us reviews on itunes and apple podcast and uh, guys we'll catch you back here for next monday's episode of the southern outdoorsman podcast and you're not going to want to miss it so Appreciate it. Hope y'all had a great season. We got a lot of hunting left, so we'll catch you back here on the next week's episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast.
1: Need to be if you are the kind of hunter that listens to this podcast this show was literally made for you it is an excellent group of people that are going to be there a lot of whitetail killers from around the southeast are going to be there you're going to get to talk to them shake their hand learn from them in person make some connections and guys we get a lot of questions about hey, which saddle should i get which tree stand should i get what about this piece of gear what about that piece of gear. How do I meet other hunters who want to hunt the same way that I do? You know, finding a good hunting buddy. The Mobile Hunters Expo is the place for all of that. So you guys don't miss it. June 28th through the 30th, Dalton, Georgia. We'll see you there.